What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game, my retro gaming podcast, where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you guys so much for listening. This week, episode 56, a very special episode of Remember the Game. This is one of the most important video games of my entire life. We are talking Final Fantasy 4 or 2 depending on wherever you are, whatever you want to call it. I'll get more into that in a minute. Uh, most of you probably already know the story. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. This is my third take at recording this fucking intro. I'm not impressed. I'm on the road. I hope the sound quality is okay. I'm not at home uh, with my podcast and equipment. I'm on the road and uh, just for comedy and just trying to talk right into my Zoom uh, recorder. But I forgot my pop filter. And so I've already recorded like a 15-minute intro once and then found out that without the pop filter, it was unlistenable listen, listenable, because it was just static. Uh, so then I started over and uh, screwed it up again with the battery. And so this is round three at this fucking intro. So if the sound quality's not there this time, I fucking give up. Uh, no, I'll probably try again. But uh, And also, I should note that I don't know the, the quality of the the actual uh, podcast this week where we talk video games is going to be up and down. Uh, I was joined by two pals, my buddies Rob and Dan, two of my childhood friends. You may remember them from the Super Metroid episode of the show. And uh, we had two microphones to share between the three of us. So we did our best. I apologize in advance if the sound quality is not quite there. I think anyone that's listened to this show for any length of time knows what to expect by now when you come back to this podcast. Um, but Final Fantasy IV, man, this is a big one. I have, uh, I've never kept an episode in the bank as long as I have this one. We recorded this back in like April, and now here we are almost at the end of July before I put it live. And it was just I don't, part of it was because I was trying to avoid uh, burning through all of like the you know Final Fantasies and Zeldas and the top echelon uh, video games. And part of it was just because I don't know, it's a, this is a, I'll get more into it in the podcast, but this is a very special game to me. And I just, for some reason hesitated to do the show about it. I just, I kept waiting for the right moment, the right moment. And it's, it's there is no goddamn episode 56 is the right moment. So that's why you're getting this. Um, also, if you're a Patreon, uh, you guys know I got to ramble, although admittedly it's going to be a little quicker ramble than in the past because I've been sick of fucking recording it over and over again. Uh, if you're, if you're one of our Patreon supporters, your second bonus episode dropped this week. Uh, you got Cuphead a couple weeks ago, and then on this Monday, the 22nd, uh, you got your first Q&A, uh, rambling episode of the show. And I don't know if that's something I'll do every month or if I'll come up with a different thing to do for the second episode. Uh, but this one was a lot of fun. People submitted questions and topics and I addressed all of them. And, uh, we talked video games, obviously, and then we got into, like, we got sports, we got pro wrestling, uh, I had some questions about my stand-up comedy, uh, career, I, I did the air quotes while I said career, <laughs> uh, so I talked a little bit about that, and, uh, so I hope you guys liked it, if you're a Patreon and you haven't listened to it yet, the info should be there in your Patreon account, and if you're not a Patreon and that interests you, uh, check us out, it's patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And you get all kinds of good stuff. You're going to get two extra podcasts. This month we got one about Cuphead and then the Q&A one as well. Uh, you are going to get a shout-out on the show. And you're going to get entered into a draw for a prize every month. And normally the prize is 25% of whatever we raise in the Patreon uh, for that month. Uh, however, for the August draw, we'll be giving away a Sega Genesis Classic. I have a second one pre-ordered. I'm spending the whole month's Patreon on it to give it away to one of our supporters. And you're not too late to get in on that. Uh, July 31st is the deadline. So if you want to get in uh, to to try to win a Sega Genesis Mini and get all the other perks like the extra shows and stuff, hit up patreon.com slash remember the game. Please don't wait. July 31st is the deadline. Um, okay, just quickly going over my notes here. My Facebook ad is almost ready. I've been plugging it for a couple weeks. I, I, I've been working like a motherfucker on it. I just really suck at this stuff, the editing and the putting it all together and things, and I don't want it to be completely awful. Uh, but it's almost ready, and that's where some of the Patreon money from this month is going. I'm going to pay for some Facebook ads and stuff and just try to keep drumming up uh, more listeners to the show, bring more people into this weird little cult fucking video game religion thing we have going on. So, uh, so that's coming in the near future. And, uh, where are we at here? We're at five minutes already. Jesus Christ. 
And uh, what else was I going to talk about? This is such a great intro. I hope this is, if this is your first episode of the show, please go back and listen to some of the other ones. There's more rambling. Although uh, it's better. Well, a little better. Um, admittedly, the intro is going to be a little shorter this week, guys. Uh, again, partially due to my frustration of re-recording it, partially due to the fact that I don't have any of my gear here. Um I'm just going to get into what I'm playing. You know what? That's good enough. And then we're going to get into Final Fantasy uh, 2 slash 4. Uh, I finished the Messenger DLC this week. It was pretty rad. If you haven't played the Messenger yet, uh, I, I really recommend it. It's like a, it's a retro indie game. And it's it's, ba- it's, like, it's not even basically. It is a blatant Ninja Gaiden ripoff. Uh, or Gaiden or whatever. Uh, but it's really good. It's really fucking hard. But I, I like that in my indie retro style games and uh they just released some free dlc for us to check it out and if you're more interested in hearing more about the messenger uh get in on our patreon because there may or may not be an episode coming down the road about the messenger uh hint hint so i finished that and then i picked up ultimate alliance 3 uh on friday when i i pre-downloaded it so i had it ready to play friday uh on my flight out here to toronto i just uh i'm in toronto right now for stand-up for comedy um and i'm on the road for the next two and a half weeks so I wanted a couple games to play, so I fired up Ultimate Alliance 3. Give you guys a quick uh, spoiler-free review of it. It is very good. Uh, admittedly, when I started it, I didn't really care for it. I was like, ah. Like, I, I just, I, I maybe I, 1 and 2 weren't as good as I remembered, you know. It just seemed very button mashy and shit, which I knew it was, but I was like, yeah. But the more I've played it, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the more I've played it, the more I've gotten into it. It is still very button mashy, but there's a lot of stress. It's hard, man. Like, there's some actual challenge to it. And uh, I'm a little frustrated at the lack of explanations they put in it for some of the things because they they what they did is like it, it, if you've never played an Ultimate Alliance game, obviously you could pick up like you make a team of four superheroes out of like a roster of superheroes, and they all have all their own powers, and it's like a, a little bit of an RPG uh, slash action game. Uh, whereas you beat up bad guys, you get experience points that you can pump into your heroes to level up their powers. And admittedly, I don't think they did a great job of that aspect in this one. Uh, as they did in some of the other ones, like, and they do a great job of, of nailing their powers. Like Wolverine uh, is nothing more than like a hack and slash tank guy, but one of his powers is that he regains health uh, throughout, you know, like without picking up any items, his health just slowly regenerates, right? Whereas like uh, Spider-Man uh, doesn't regain his health, but he's got his web slingers and he's quick and 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 stuff like that. Um, but so one of the big aspects of the game this time is something called synergy attacks. And what it is is you certain attacks are compatible with other attacks, and you're supposed to uh, like of your special attacks instead of just your punches and stuff like that. And so what you're supposed to do is is you use two of them at the same time, or you, like you use yeah like two superheroes use their powers at the same time, and they combine to do way more damage. And it's a critical part of the game because a lot of the stronger bad guys have stun meters under their health. And you can't really hurt them too much until you knock their stun meters down. But they don't do a great job of explaining that you got to knock that meter down. And then once their stun meter is empty, it'll fill back up really quick. And while it's filling up, then you have to hit them with one of these synergy attacks, like a two-man power attack. And then they'll go into like a, a stunned state where they're really vulnerable to damage for, you know, 10 or 15 seconds. And it took me forever to figure out that you had to hit them again, like to, to figure out the nuances of it. It's, I don't think they do a great job of explaining it. And not every uh, character's powers are compatible with every other character's to do the synergy attack. So it's a lot of like trial and error and figuring it out. And it, eh, it's a great mechanic once you get the hang of it, but they could have done a much better job of explaining it. Um, I'm about, I don't know, I would say five hours into the campaign so far. Really liking it. It's hard, like I said, but uh, it's good. It's fun. If you're a Marvel fan, if you like beat-em-ups, I, I'd recommend it. It's fun. I don't, there's not, you know, it's not a 50-hour game, uh, but it's pretty dope. And the roster's sick. Um, without any spoilers, I'm trying to think of, like, who I can say that, like, I'm not spoiling at all. I'm, I'm rolling a team right now that basically consists of Spider-Man, uh, Venom, uh, Scarlet Witch, and... I, I don't. I don't want to say the fourth one because I'll, I'll spoil it. Uh, at one point, uh, my fourth was uh, Spider Gwen from Spider Verse, and they were kick. I, so it was Venom, Spider Man, Spider Gwen, and then Scarlet Witch, and uh, they were kicking some serious ass. Venom is a fucking tank in this game, and Venom is the greatest character ever. So that's fantastic. So anyway, that's what I've been playing. There's tons of DLC and stuff coming down the road for it. I admittedly probably won't pick that up. I'll beat the game. I'll do a few of like the side. Uh, quests and trials and stuff just make sure I unlock everybody and then I'll probably tap out because Fire Emblem Three Houses 
comes out this Friday, and I already have a Nintendo voucher on my Switch ready, locked, and loaded to go to get it, and I'm really excited for it. I like the Fire Emblem games. Uh, that game sounds like a 200-hour, never-ends fucking smorgasbord of video game. So uh, expect a mini-review of that next week, just like you just got that mini-shit review of uh, Ultimate Alliance 3 this week. Uh, okay, we're at 10 minutes. I'm frustrated with how many times I've had to re-record this. Uh, I'm going to shut up and get to this week's episode. So we are talking Final Fantasy 2, also known as Final Fantasy 4. And I'll give you guys really... I mean, I'm assuming most of you know, but if you don't know, the reason it's considered both is because it Final, Final Fantasy 2, as it was released here in North America on the Super Nintendo, uh, is technically the fourth of the Final Fantasy series. But the original Final Fantasy 2 and 3 never made it over here, at least not originally on the NES. We only got the original Final Fantasy on the NES, so this was the second one to come to North America. So in Japan, it is the fourth Final Fantasy. Over here, it's the second Final Fantasy. So it's four there, it's two here. Most people call it four. Uh, we probably call it both during the podcast. It doesn't matter. It's Final Fantasy two slash Final Fantasy four, And this is the uh, a very big game for me, because this is the first RPG I ever played in my life. And my pal Rob, who's one of the guests this week, introduced me to it when I was probably 9 or 10. And uh, I remember just, uh, it was cool because when we were recording it, we did it at his house. And he was showing me that he still has the manual, his old game cartridge from like when we were kids. And I remember being obsessed with that manual and all the different spells and all the weapons and just, and like the stats. I borrowed it off my off of Rob to play through it uh, as a kid. And every day I would come to school with like my updated stats written down just to show them like I just it absolutely blew my mind and the storytelling and the music and the characters I had a really hard time deciding what music to put into this episode because I adore so many songs from this game it's uh and this game you know is the reason I got into like Earthbound and Mario RPG and the later Final Fantasies and and so many other role-playing games started with Final Fantasy 2 slash 4 to me it's probably the second most influential game of my life other than the Mario Brother games themselves. It's a huge game for me. I've been sitting on this episode of the show for months for no apparent reason, uh, and I'm excited to get there. So uh, I'm sorry again if the sound quality for this intro wasn't perfect. I tried many, many times. Uh, The next couple might be a little touch and go for the intros because I'm on the road and I don't have my gear. Um, And I hope that the actual episode itself where we talk Final Fantasy is good. Again, it was three guys juggling two mics, so please... Uh, don't be too vicious to us. Uh, you guys are never vicious to us. You guys are always so nice. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this. So with that said, uh, we still made it to 12 and a half minutes. I'm going to cue the music and be joined by two of my oldest friends, Dan and Rob, from my childhood. We are going to have a great time talking about one of the best video games ever made and one of our favorite games from being kids, and that is Final Fantasy 2 slash 4, which released originally in North America on November 23rd, 1991. So go uh, kick back, relax. We're going to talk Cecil, Kane, and Friends, and Final Fantasy 2 right now. Here we go. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Blah, 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 blah. Bye. Okay, we're recording another episode on the road, which seems to be the common thread these days. I'm never home anymore. Uh, this time I'm in Calgary, and these are there's going to be a couple, I don't know what episode or what order these are going to go up in, but I, we're recording two very cool episodes. This game or this podcast is all about games you played with your buds, games you played as kids, and for anyone that doesn't know me, I'm an army brat. I've moved around a ton as, as, as a kid, uh, and the two guys that are joining me on the podcast today are the two legitimately oldest friends I have, and I don't mean that by age, although they're both old and gross too uh i mean that in the sense of (laughs) in the sense of like i have known these guys absolutely forever and a majority of the games i talk about on this podcast from the super nintendo back uh these are the guys i grew up playing them with and that is uh daniel hey how's it going and rob hello and they're sharing a microphone so if this gets awkward and a little bit off on the sound you guys have come to not expect much from this podcast so that doesn't matter uh and today to top it all off we are talking about uh all three of our one of uh, unquestionably one of our favorite video games of all time, one of the greatest video games of all time, Final Fantasy. For the record, we're going to call it Final Fantasy Two for the episode. I know it's four. I know they're nerds getting angry right now. Disclaimer: I'm probably going to slip up at some point and say four. 
Okay, that's fine. You can okay, like it was the same thing when we did the Final Fantasy three slash six one. We were calling it both all throughout the episode. It's Final Fantasy two slash four. Call it whatever the fuck you want. So uh, this is a goddamn good game. Love this game, right? It's blew me away the first time I ever played it. Yes, because I think we're so used to as kids, like just at the time we were so used to Nintendo, the original Nintendo, and like next to no story, right? Like it's you kind of went to their like the video store and you read the little disclaimer on the back of the box in the book, and that was mainly all you got from story. I didn't even read that much. I looked at the picture and went with whatever's prettiest. Yeah, right? Exactly, and then you go and then you play this game, and it was, for me, the first real story, the first character-driven story game I ever played as a kid. Yeah. Um, I got it for my birthday, the year I got my Super Nintendo, which was a couple days after, and I saw a friend play it, and I just fell in love with the game right away because it was like, oh, my God, like just everything you wanted. Like I never read a book at the time. I never really comprehended TV at the time. Like we all love the Simpsons and quote the Simpsons. Of course. Whatever things like that. But this game was just like it hooked me from the very beginning. Like it, the, everything about it was just the, amazing. Yeah, I agree with it's funny, eh? Because yeah, like it's it's so you you were the one that introduced me to this game. I remember playing this game at your basement. And that You're was welcome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, because like I had never played an RPG before. I didn't I mean I played a little bit of Dragon Warrior on the NES, but that was it. Uh, and I'd never played a game with a story like this, like you said. And, yeah, and I'm in the same boat. I can't remember which one of you two is the one that introduced it to me as well. Yeah. Like, I remember all three of us just being completely obsessed with this stupid... Like, I remember drawing this game. I remember... I remember. I, I don't know about yourself. I remember you, Rob, writing fucking, like, like stories about this game. In like, a Catholic school where you're talking about people getting decapitated. Yeah, yeah, that's dragons. right. It was yeah. amazing. <laughs> Dude, I, like, I, I just... I was so captivated by, like... And, like, the Super Nintendo is my favorite console of all time. And the Super... I don't care... What you PS1 fanboys say, the Super Nintendo has the greatest RPG lineup in the history of gaming. Are you both agreeing or one of you yeah, argue yeah, with me? Yeah, okay. I, I would have to agree with that. Okay. Uh, sorry, I know that you get so awkward. I only have two microphones, so they both go to say something, and I'm like we'll afraid. Just cuddle up close. Yeah, I'm show. afraid you guys are going to hit heads, like leaning in to talk on the mic, and then I'm going to get sued. And this podcast <laughs> has like an income of negative $200, so that wouldn't end well. Uh, but yeah, like, and like for my money out of all of them, like, like Earthbound, Super Mario RPG, Chrono Trigger, Secret of Evermore, Secret of Mana, Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy IV, like the, the RPGs on this system like go on and on and on. And like this was the first one that I, like you two as well, right? First one any of us, like oh, we're all nodding our heads. Absolutely. First one any of us played. And it just, I've never been captivated. Like, like I love the graphics. The story's incredible. I, I, the stats fascinated me, right? Well, th- this is the one, like the, the, the archetypes presented at this is still stuck in my head 20 years later yeah like that 16-bit like pixel um like uh, 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 do either you you played or at least no octopath traveler i've heard of it i haven't had a chance to play it though i said they don't have a switch but it's on my list whenever i do get okay uh i I was obsessed with that game for like two months and what it is is it it looks as close to like a 16-bit rpg as there as there has been like since those you know with like that it's like it's more modern looking but it's got that 16-bit nostalgia feel to it and i agree with you 100 percent, Dan. like that fucking graphical style lends itself to rpgs so perfectly you know it's crazy like what they're able to do with so minimal animations and stuff in those right like the way they're able to 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 draw you in and make you think like holy fuck like it's almost like you're playing a movie kids today might look at it and laugh but like fuck back in our day yeah. it is the first of many of those well uh, this was like cutting edge shit like this was unreal man and the story kept pushing you and pushing you like it just would switch out characters it kept you guessing um my little geek knowledge of the game it was the first one to actually introduced status status effects so like oh really yeah it was um all these little things where uh like you actually had to start you know planning your attacks and things like that you know like poison you had to like heal you had to you know you can do status effects and others putting enemies to sleep you know like that strategy never fucking toad yeah. oh, everyone loves toad or dude the, and the girl marlboro right like you know it's like we all that's, that's where a lot of it really started from, yeah yeah you know and um how the characters kept switching in and out and you know you get attached to one and then you think they die mm-hmm. and they keep coming back and kind of you know near the end when they all kind of show up you're like oh they didn't die that kind of ruined it as a kid like they're sacrificed yeah. but okay yeah so like okay like you guys know by now there's spoilers in this <laughs> podcast this game is like fucking 25 years old yeah. or something if you haven't spoiler fuck off there's spoilers <laughs> uh that bugged me too because i like the fact that they killed characters and stuff yeah. like that and then at the end of the game it's like oh here's yang he's okay and sid survived yeah. and palom and porum aren't rocks anymore yeah. like the only one that died i think was tella, tella. And he, the Spoonie Bar, maybe the most infamous line in RPG history, the Spoonie Bar. I fucking love that so much. Um, 
God damn, I love this game. I fucking... The Toad. Dude, I forgot all about getting turned into I, fucking I, Toads. I, I just started playing it on my phone a little while ago, and I forgot how... Yeah, it is. It's so fucking annoying when you have... Especially when it's your main fighters. Yeah. Because it's like everybody else doesn't do any damage. Yeah, so yeah. you either have to waste magic or waste magic to turn your fighter back to normal. Yeah, it was just... Again, like, there were fights you were never going to lose. You know what I, like, I mean? You know what I mean? Like the random encounters with guys that like you could just sit here and basically like text while you button mash yeah. A and it's like then you get turned into toads and now you're like, oh, for fuck's sakes. Now nah, you just have to put a little bit of work into fixing it because I don't, and if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there were like items in this one where you could like ward that off. Like was there, like, you know how like in a lot of games now you could equip something to like no, prevent uh, toad or whatever. And they dumbed it down for Super Nintendo. They just had the, I think it was... Uh, Heal. Heal, or they had one item for it. That right. Cures everything, right? Right. Because it was too hard for us, they thought. For, that's why they didn't have, like, the maze kiss and the it, echo for silence and things like that. But, uh, like, what does it say about North America when, like, every game, they're like, oh, Super Mario 2 is too hard for those idiots. Let's give them a different game. This game's too complicated. Just give them one potion for everything. Like, they're just, we're so, and the problem is they're right. Like, we're dumb. Yeah, that's true. We are dumb. Um, dude, Rob, you brought up a point too. Another thing I, I see, I don't ask you guys what you think about this. Like Final Fantasy two was big on, um, you never got to pick your party. No. You had a maximum of five characters, but it would rotate it was, out. Yeah. It was always, it was always set. The right. Closest was, you could do was go front row or back row. Exactly. Like you, it was completely by the script. Like, whereas even Final Fantasy three, six, whatever. Uh, here we go. Uh, it, it, like, by the end of it, you've got fucking like a 12 or 13 too much. people. See, like, okay. It's too much. Okay, thank you. What are you, the Danny? No, I'm in the same boat. I don't want to pick my party. Yeah. Like, I, I'll have characters that I like. My favorite character in this one is Kane, and you only get him, like, the first half of the game. You you never, you only ever see him yeah. on the other side. You don't even get him as a character for more than five minutes until near the end. Right. I, but, yeah. Uh, no, I, I always like it when they, they give you the party, and then that's what you got to work with. Me too. Yeah. Like, I find it, it's almost, uh, I find it overwhelming when I have, because I want to, I want to, like, level up everyone and work with everyone. Yeah. And when you've got a dozen, you're like, ah, fuck it. Like, this, I'm never using, yeah. so, like, I mean, you guys have played Final Fantasy Seven. Yes, right. Like, yeah. um, I don't, and I Does don't. Anybody use Kate Sith in that? That's who I was gonna go to. I was like, Kate Sith is a fucking loser. Only my OCD, where I had to level everything. Exactly, where you have to level yeah. people up. But that's always been one of my absolute favorite things about this game. I love the five party or the five uh, member party because that's pretty rare. Mm -hmm. Most games now it's three or four. It was the only one with five. I think. Right, I think you're right. Yeah, because yeah. the best of my knowledge it is. Yeah. Yeah. So like five, I thought five was rad. You know, yeah. like especially the first time you have a full five. And you go into a battle and you have this whole like wall of good guys on the right side of the screen. And then the whole stat bubble, whatever you want to call it, the, 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 the text box at the yeah. bottom is completely full. I thought that was so cool. I was like, look at that. I got this whole party to manage now. Like I thought that was rad. And like the enemies attacked even if you waited, right? Like that was the new thing at the time, the active time battle. Like, That's right. Keep going. You had to keep thinking about it. You're like, you had to have that strategy down pat, you know, like if not. Yeah, I kept turning that off because I had a brother that kept trying to talk to me. So I turned that off. <laughs> yeah. I forgot all about you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They would pound you if you weren't paying attention. So, um, yeah, I've always, I'm glad you guys both agree. I fucking like, and I know there are a lot of people that are going to be like, fuck you. This, yeah. And like, and I totally get the appeal to, to the, being if able to swap good, out your party. And if there's good, like side quests and things to actually develop the character for it, that make like, cause that was the problem I felt with six. Like they did focus a lot on the secondary characters and that, but eventually when you get to like the, the Yeti and like, yeah, the mind. Like, there's certain people you just don't care about. Like yeah. seven, the same thing. There's always those characters you don't care about. Um, and I was actually very disappointed when I uh, rented three, uh, Final Fantasy three the first yeah. time. I thought it was a direct sequel to two. Like I was expecting oh. to see Cecil. I remember going in there and like putting on and like the opening scene happens. This is awesome. I'm like, who the fuck's Terra? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. this? Like to this day, like I've always been. Like, like I'm one of the rare people because I've never actually beat six. I've never actually. Oh, okay. Went back and played. I tried playing it and just couldn't get to the end. Like I couldn't. Like it's a great game. Everything I did play. Like I know it's groundbreaking in a lot of aspects of it. Right. But for me, four was always that. You can't go wrong with four. Right? I love Everything it. About it was just. You know what's awesome is there's three of us sitting in this basement right now and like Daniel, you, you're on your head. Like all three of us prefer two to three right oh absolutely and like and i know i know there are people losing their fucking oh, yeah. minds listening to this podcast and like and three is great i have beaten three as well three is great but i agree with you i don't know if it's maybe just because two was the first one any of us played yeah. so it's that intro you know thing to you but like i i love like I, I, give me five party members give me a fucking a locked in storyline i like the fact that there's really next to no side quests in this game there's a couple like you can go to like i think 
is not is the land of the monsters or summons that's a like that's optional right you have to go there but to get like some of the the summons in there were optional right or like to that's correct yeah yeah to to get odin was optional i believe right so there was a little bit but i prefer i'm like it is like a 40 like a 30 40 hour game i just want to go through the story like i mean i love the story in it it keeps me moving the whole time i'm perfect with that you know one of the issues i had with octopath uh was there really is nothing tying the eight characters together a little bit near the end but it's mostly just eight guys and girls that got together and agreed to help each other mm-hmm. and i kind of i found that frustrating because again going back to uh final fantasy 2 uh, it, it like you always know that like okay like collectively we need to save the world and for a while it's we need to stop golbez yeah um and then golbez like so when you guys okay so when you when you first start seeing golbez is like a 16-bit like mini guy on the still, map still throws me off it, it, it annoys me because you go you fight him and he's taking up the whole stream and he looks so badass and then you get him and he kind of looks just meh tiny yeah yeah but then like i don't know about you guys but like i thought he was going to join the group at one point because he's small and then you find out if i'm and i haven't played this game in fucking years but you do find out he's cecil's brother right yes. I had forgotten that until I replayed it on the DS a few years back. Yeah. So like when that happened, I was like, dude, maybe he like joins you. I was like, that would be so fucking cool. But no, he just runs off with, what the fuck is that old guy's name? Fasoya. Fasoya, the walking beard. When yeah. he dies, he just melts into his beard. I, I loved, I always loved that animation. So, um, dude, like that's, see, to me, that's one of the standards of this thing too, is like every, I mean, people can say that Edward is arguably the shittiest Final Fantasy character. And maybe he is, maybe. If but you took the patience to level him up, and every harp attack he did was actually a status effect. It made people go to sleep and right. paralyze. So if you took your time just to level him up quickly, which it wasn't hard to do if you had the patience, yeah, you can survive. Like, he can be survivable up till the Ant Lion, which after that, like, you pretty much lose him not long after that. Oh, yeah, because that's when he sacrifices yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than him, like, like, the characters are all rad. Yeah. Like, each character, like is unique and really brings something to like, I mean like Cecil is the fucking hero. I'm the yeah. great guy. Cecil. Uh, okay. So sorry. So you said Kane is your favorite. Dan. Oh, absolutely. Cause I want to run down the characters. Who's your favorite character, Rob? I was always the sucker for Cecil in that sense. Okay. Like, it just, oh, here the, I am the, shitting the, on Cecil. No, no, it's, <laughs> really it's just it's, the whole redemption, you know, like starts off like yeah. the, the dark night. Yeah. Comes, you know, it's just that whole like story of just redemption, right? Like, yeah. When he, when uh, Paladin, right? That's what he becomes. Yeah. yeah. When he switches it up and becomes a Paladin, I was like, dude, he becomes so cool then. He's he got his long hair. Too, right? like, yeah, he does. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. I'm in the, the minority here. I like Dark Knight Cecil better. Oh, really? I mean, he, I think he, like he looks cool too, but I just thought like he was more humanized when he, be, like he, then he, he went from being like just this, like, for lack of a better term, this bitch for the king to just being like, hey, I'll, I'm the, I'm the, follow me, I fucking got this, and I, I, I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. But yourself, uh, Edge, oh, yeah. all day. Yeah, Edge. yeah, yeah. No, Edge. fair enough. Yeah, yeah. he was as close as that game had to comic relief, and I thought he was fucking hilarious. So like, okay, so there's, so there's Cecil, and then Kane off the top, and like, we're gonna run this down quick because anyone listening to this has probably already played this game, but they are like best friends, and they both serve the king, right? And yep. then. And then they have to take a package to the the, the Mis- village of the mist. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, village of mist. And then and then when that package when they get there that package is a bomb. Yep. And it blows up. And then Cecil ends up stranded with Rydia. Is that how you pronounce it? I always called it Rydia. Rydia. Yeah, I thought it was. I think it's supposed to be Rydia, but everybody I knew called it Rydia. Okay. Well. So you end up with her. Kane's gone. Um. Then you run into Tella, yeah, who's case. the old bard. Who like they're like, oh my god, he's a legend. Wizard. An old Sage. wizard. Right, yeah, that was not a part part of me. Yeah, an old an old how, sage. Forgot how annoying it is that his MP maxes out at ninety eight. Yeah, so you can cast like three spells. Yeah, and they never you can never cast Meteo with them, yeah. and it's so fucking annoying, right? So you get him, and then you end up running into Edward, yeah. who is dating Tella's daughter. Yeah, uh, and she is sick. She gets killed. She, oh yeah, and the bombing. Killed. Yeah, she gets yeah. killed, and you run into Rosa in the uh, desert town. But she's sick. Right, dead. Rosa's yeah. sick. Yeah. So Tella's daughter gets killed in the bombing, and Tella blames Edward for her being there. Right. Yeah. Then you run into. You find out Rosa's sick. And you have to go to the ant lion's nest to get the desert pearl. The yeah. desert pearl. Holy fuck! <laughs> Some people are like, "This is pretty spot on." And other people, are like, you fucking nerds. We're like, yeah. yeah, we are nerds. Shut up. I know where you live. Uh, yeah. So then you go and get that. Then you can save Rosa, who is Cecil's. Girlfriend, Girlfriend, fiance, other wife. best friend. I don't know. It's it's this really loose translation, but there's a whole lot of subtext, right? Or maybe um, that's me. And while you're doing all this, it turns out Kane 
was I, I assume they never really explain. I don't think. I assume he's found by Golbez. And I them. think he uh, gets covered in the wreckage there. Yeah, they start the landslide with so, the Titan attack. And so then they brainwash him, and he joins the bad guys. And then you all meet at Fabul, where you meet Yang, and they get under right. attack with the. Yeah, yeah, you meet Yang, the warrior guy, who I actually, he, he might be my second favorite character, yeah, just because I love I love fighting with him. Yeah. I love that he uses bare hands. I thought that was so yeah, badass. Can... Yeah, I always liked that. He was like the karate master. Yeah, he was the karate kid of the group, yeah. right? Um, so horribly racist as a, as a character, looking back, though. Oh, totally. Like it's the yeah. Asian, the top knot, the, the, the bare chest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like as as, as stereotype as you could possibly yeah. get. Uh, oh yeah, and then it's uh, at some point you find out that to defeat Golbez and them, Cecil's got to shed his dark ways, and then he becomes a paladin. Um, and when you become when you go on the quest to become a paladin, that's when you get tagged up with Palom and Porum, yeah, who you are get shipwrecked with Leviathan. That's right. That's right. Uh, then he gets thrown in with Palom and Porum, who are these little kids who are twins, and one is a black wizard and one is a white wizard. I, I always liked them. They were so annoying, but they were just they were awesome. They had... always wanted their twin attack. You always wanted yeah. combat. Like you're like I, I love them. Like like after Edge, they're probably my. They actually might be actually more than Yang, my favorite. Because which one is the boy, the black Palum. wizard Palom? I think Palom is fucking hilarious. Yeah. He's like he's a little shit disturber in ways, and he's a slack off. And even his like avatar. When you go in to edit your menu, he's like a smirk on. He has this like wise ass little smirk on his face. I I loved all of that. Yeah. Um. And then they and then so that's one of the most heart not heartbreaking, but to me that's one of the best moments in the game. Is uh a little bit later you end up get uh, you're you're back at your castle and you end up getting attacked by like evil like magic basically, and they try to close walls in on you to kill you. And Palom and Porum sacrifice themselves to save oh, the group. Fuck yeah! That's they they turn themselves energy. into stone. And then it's like, yeah, you can't turn them back because they did it willingly. Yeah. And what's really cool about that uh, is is Tela tries and it doesn't work. And then I remember playing that as a kid. You can click on them and then it'll open up your item inventory. And you're like, I remember trying everything because I'm like, well, maybe something will like heal. Like, yeah. like, like, you know, something, nothing heals them. Right. Be, yeah. Back, back in the before Eris, this was the you can you can turn them back and you can get them back. Was that rumor? All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This was, yeah. that is totally the Super Nintendo heiress. Yeah, totally. And this is well before the internet when there was no way well, there was no to look that shit up. You could go to school and be like, I fixed them both. I just used a carrot. And you're like, what? Nintendo power comes up. Yeah. Like you're hoping there's something in there. that. Um, And then who's even left for carrot? Oh, yeah. So then you end up meeting up with Edge later on in the game. Oh, yeah, Sid. Yeah, the, the blue beard, which, yeah, the, 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 the good old Sid. Did either of you play the NES Final Fantasies? The original? Yeah. Well, I played on like uh, the remakes. Okay. Because you got to name all, like, was there SIDs in those? Nope. Or is this the first SID? Uh, I think two that never was released in. Okay. America. Okay. Two, two, yeah. The, yeah. The official two was the first one that had a lot. It's the first one that had a chocobos, I believe. It was the first one that had SID. Uh, it, it, it was, yeah. And I think some, yeah, I think some. Uh, okay. Because well. I'm a huge fan of the, like, every game has a Sid. Yeah. And, like, to me, like, so my favorite character in Final Fantasy VII is Sid. I think he's rad. Agreed. And I think, right, okay. And I think he's probably the coolest of all the Sids. Yeah. But the Final Fantasy II slash four Sid is a fucking beauty, too. He's got that giant beard, and his weapons are tools, and I love when he argues with Tella all the time. Like, they just hate each other. Oh yeah, Eddie argues with Edge because Edge hits on on Ridia or Ridia all the time, and Sid's always yelling at him. And and he's scared of his daughter. He's like, "Don't don't tell my daughter I stayed up late." That's right. That's right, man. Like, and then there's Fusoya, who's just a weird old man who you don't Fusoya get. Fusoya is often. just like shit. We killed off Tella, and we need him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Old man appears. We need another old man with magic. So how about they go to the moon and fucking find one there? And, and that blew me away as a kid, like all the different areas. Like, yeah. You the underworld yeah and then the moon opens up to you and there's like some like there's towns in the underworld and there's places you can't go until you upgrade your that's right yeah yeah that's right because you get like you yeah you you keep getting like better ships and better vehicles to kind of get around and finally you end up getting the great whale which the big whale or the great whale yeah the great doesn't matter which to this day is probably the coolest airship in any of these games in my opinion it's it's ugly i'll still still take the one in final fantasy 7 is the best okay oh sid's yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, uh, oh, what the fuck's his name in Final Fantasy VI? Setzer has one with like a casino and shit, and it. yeah. it's pretty rad too, actually. Okay, well, maybe it's not the best, but I don't care. It's still pretty <laughs> cool. It's, it's the one that made me love in love with the concept of an airship, though. Right, yeah, yeah. And it's the only one that can go to the moon, so. 
It has that, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. So like that was so cool. Like you had all these random characters, but each character has like a each character has like a a, a for lack of a better term, like a distinctive a, role. Yeah, like they all have character. Like there's something to each of them. You know what I mean? I mean maybe Fusoya is a little bit kind of yeah, but they all have something to them that makes it cool to play as them. And then like you said, the fact that you have the overworld plus you have the underworld plus you have the moon, and they all have caves and stuff you can yeah. go and explore. And sometimes you can see them, but you can't get to them yet because you don't have the right ship to get into them. You know, um, that's really like I'd never played a game like that before. Um, no, I can't think. Well, I hadn't played really much for RPGs. I probably wouldn't even have looked at this if it wasn't for you guys. Like, it just wasn't into that genre. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Honestly, until Rob, like, showed it to me, I had never played a, an RPG, like I said. And then I, I got into that one. Dude, I remember writing my stats down every morning and bring them to school. and be like, this is how many hit points fucking Kane has. Like, nobody cares. But it's like, uh, like this, like, cause one of my favorite things about RPGs as a whole is just that, like, feeling of leveling up. You get that sense of accomplishment of, yeah. like, it, it's... It's like a it's like a video game version of working out and getting stronger. You know yeah. what I mean? If you go out and grind, your characters just get stronger. And they learn spells randomly. You didn't know what level it was. Right. Like you gave a list where it says unlock at level this. Like you didn't know. You you had to wait and get ready up to like sixty seven. That's right. A certain spell. I forgot about that, and I thought that was so cool. Every time one of my characters was magic leveled up, you were like, "Come on, come on, come on!" And then they, and like even if it was a shitty spell you'd never use, you were like, "Yeah, I got another spell." Yeah, exactly. Like fuck yeah. Then you try using it, and you're like, "I don't get it." We're not yeah. Use you. Yeah. Half these spells are useless yeah, i'm not yeah. using this and another thing i like is this one did the numbers at the end of spells yeah the original one that's you had you know you had fire one fire two fire yeah. three lit one lit two lit, lit. Three. yeah lit i hated how they kind of got to like cura curaga like curaja yeah. like i just i don't know maybe it's because i'm an old man but i always like just numbers at the end i think i played enough final fantasy that i'm used to the agas and ajas now but sometimes they just change each game so like in one game aja cures everyone but then the next one it might be an individual person oh yeah yeah it depends on the game i guess yeah no I, I same as rob i'm used to the the uh and aga and all that but it put one two three it yeah easier. i just thought it looked cool too like when you went into your magic and like because you could like see like fire one fire two and fire i just i don't know i just i like that organization i don't know maybe yeah, it's like uh, maybe i'm OCD. organize it you can move yeah you like to the top right so you can kind of like which which in a game where the bad guys can attack you while you're planning is critical because you get near the end you're organizing and you're like i don't need i'm never gonna cast fucking cure again when i have cure three and cure four yeah. so it's like those are the ones you're moving up to the top you know what i mean um so with that said before we get into shitting on the gate because there are a couple things i want to point out that i don't like about yeah, this I got game. A few. is there anything else good like now that we've had 20 minutes of jerking off all over final fantasy you know great the, it is the music that that first when you're the baron airships going yeah getting the game Still one of my favorite, yeah, like starting a game soundtrack. I agree with that, yeah. I love that opening sequence, man. It's fucking dope, you yeah. The, uh, right at when Kane and Cecil leave the castle and you have like the, the yeah. Final Fantasy theme and the, the word scroll. Yeah. yeah, yeah, where they walk out together. Like, yeah, yeah I'm going to put that music into this episode. Yeah, you, you totally, that fires you up. You're like, yeah. this is going to be awesome. It's and then still it, one of my favorite soundtracks. Like, out of yep. like, like theme of love is like that Rose's theme is like still one of my favorites. Like going to distant worlds and seeing that music live is just amazing oh that's sick yeah well, for me i'm not a big music person just because my hearing issues and i still it's the same as rob that's easily one of my favorite soundtracks especially from a game yeah i agree with that there's a i can't remember was that classic battle team was that in this one too that do 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 yeah oh yeah totally yeah and then they would do the spin and then just kind of move one motion over and over and over again yeah totally it it you're right. Yeah, this game does. I never even thought of that, but yeah, this game's got some fucking great music to it, man. There's a lot of these older games, like from Super Nintendo back, where I'll like, when I'm playing them now, I'll put on like a podcast or I'll listen to my phone, like, you know, music while I'm playing. But yeah, this is one of those ones where it's like, nah, the music's pretty rad in this yeah. game. Never gets too repetitive. You know, I, I just always, yeah, totally. I agree with that. Um, okay. And just it, it, when you're in a dungeon or something and the music changes, just that, oh shit, what's coming up now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and now that said, the bad stuff, the first thing that jumps out of my mind in this game that's bad is that goddamn dungeon where you can't use any metal weapons. <laughs> I hate that dungeon so much. It's no just how much you try to plan and equip the right things. It yeah. To, like never work. Oh, so. Or, or, and then there's some items you're like, oh yeah, that doesn't have any metal. 
Oh, yeah, apparently it does. And you, again, the frustrating thing is you don't, like, okay, so you end up, again, everyone's probably already played this, but you have to go to this this cave, the, the dark elf is the boss in it, and he puts a, he's, he's, he's weak against metal weapons, so he puts a, a spell on the cave that says you can't use metal weapons. But the only way to find out that a weapon is metal is to get stuck in a fight, and then your guys are pinned to the ground, and you're fucked for the rest of that fight. Like, you can't use them. That's all you can do. Like if one, of, like if two or three of your good party members are pinned down, then you're boned. You're like you're trying to run away with whoever's left. I used to always leave one guy that had nothing equipped, and then his job was just to run. Oh, that's if a good idea. Anything. Yeah, because you're right. You would do all this planning and be like, okay, I think all their metal's gone. Cecil's gonna use fucking arrows. Oh. Yeah, yeah, like like something weak, but whatever. Uh, and then you get in and you're like, oh, what the fuck? What's pinning him down now? It turns out that like his fucking helmet right. is made of metal or something it's, like it's that. Another helmet. Oh, it's so frustrating. Because at that point, you have you have Cecil, Yang, Sid, and Tella, I think. Because Sid... It's been a while. I know he had yeah. Sid. Because Yang goes on about how his claws aren't affected. Yeah. Kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. So you have the four-member team. Yeah. And you're basically like... I don't know how you two are, but when I play an RPG, like I'm always hesitant to use my magic outside of boss fights. Right? Right? Because yeah. I'm always afraid I'm going to burn all my magic points, yeah. so I won't. And in that one, you're like, you have no choice. Like, Tella suddenly... Comes a pretty big pimp because you're like nobody else can fucking do anything, so you're pretty handy. Spots along the way because like yeah, certain games and like before that there was like nothing, or yeah, I can only do it outside, not along the right. One, at least there was a safe spot. Yeah, yeah. You use your tent. At first, it's tough because you can't afford it. But yeah, and that's the other thing is like it's like it's oh, I fucking hate that part. It's kind of grindy. You got to fill up. You got to have some tents and shit. Like you have mm-hmm. to have some tents and stuff like that. And it's a long cave. Like a long dungeon. It's not fucking one you beat in five minutes. Like, it's such a grind. Yeah, and, and the gimmick of it is like, okay, this is kind of cool, and it really quickly shifts from, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. It, like, it's that, it's like, it's to a point where, like, when I replay this game, I'm like, I dread that part. Like, when I know I'm at that part, I'm like, oh, okay, let's just fucking get through this and just get it done with. And like you said, if you're playing it now on, like, on a, on, well, on anything, um, well, I don't know about anything, but there's a lot of stuff now, like on the Super Nintendo Classic. I know it's not on there, but everyone you can hack your Super Nintendo Classic. I know that stuff. There's save like save states and shit like that. To be grinding and having to get to like a save point and be close and then die and then have to start that whole fucking cave over again, yeah. or oh, well, and and who's done this? Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm not gonna save. I'm just gonna keep going. Yes. What's one more encounter? What's one more encounter, dude? <laughs> and that's a mistake you make one time, yeah. and you're like, fuck me. Um, okay, so the first foremost thing is that cave had to be called out because that cave fucking sucks. Um, I don't like random encounters, but I can't. You can't necessarily throw the game under the bus for it because a lot of games back then. Well, that that was just part part of the genre. Is, is it was, encounters. you know. Um, but nothing sucked more though when you're like trying to get back to a town and you don't have a lot. And it's yeah. Like, for some reason, it's like the game reads the algorithm of we're gonna put one every step. Yeah, sh- yeah. Sh- sh- Dude, like, oh. it's so. I'm like honestly like. Uh, I felt like this more with Final Fantasy VI than I did with this one, but this one too, it kind of kills exploring for me after a while because I'm like, I'm sick of like, I don't want to fucking get pulled into another fight or another fight. Like, I mean, when you find Odin in this game, he's in the bottom, he's the original king for anyone listening to this because the king is actually, turns out he's like corrupt and he's like one of the four demons, I think. Four fiends. Four fiends, that's what it was. Um, But that one I don't mind looking for because there's no random encounters in the castle. You can just walk around, as long as I can just walk around and explore, I'm down. Same with like, you get a leviathan a sure same thing right right Vomit was a pain because you had to fight that cave of all the behemoths yeah yeah oh yeah two of them in a row like at first you go in you fight a couple run outside yeah that's right until you finally get to the end and you're like then it kills dude you have to, you have to you, use the wall trick on your guys like, yeah yeah that's right much, and only one person like actually has walls so yeah like, trying to get your main oh. just so you can survive his initial blast and and when you're in that fucking bahama you can't like you keep running into them and like every time you run into them it actually plays the boss music yeah. instead of the regular fight music it's so stressful and you're completely out of like you're because you're spent by the end you've got don't, nothing don't play left. this game if you have a heart condition no goddamn game is frustrating that dungeon so the random encounters can be very frustrating that fucking no metal cave sucks. I don't care. I hate that cave. The wall was always my least favorite boss. Oh, that, that fucking... Because he can insta-kill you. Once he gets to that point. Yeah. And by then, it's like, even if you grind up, your party isn't as good. Like, yes. Like, I on him, whether it actually works or not. Like, with the poison, I don't know, but it was just... He- 
I remember that. Yeah. So there's like a boss in this game. It's like a, literally like a wall and it just moves toward you. And like at first you're like fighting it and you're like, whatever, this is like a boss fight. Like I'll just keep hammering him. And then you, you think that like maybe when he gets close, he'll like just drop like a really powerful attack or something like that. But he gets close and then he like insta kills you. And then you're like, well, I just wasted 10 minutes on a fight. I, I, I don't know anybody that actually beat him the first time because you, you just don't care because you just keep thinking. Of course. You don't expect that to happen. Yeah, exactly. Because generally at that point, you don't typically die from from little things no it's frustrating so then when you get back to him and you fight him for the second time you are flying you're like i know exactly what i'm doing like you're like you're like pow 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 because you're like i it's and it's it's it's, it's, it's very satisfying to beat him but it's very intense fighting yeah. him because yeah that fucking insta kill thing drives me crazy yeah. um the other boss i thought of that i used to have a lot of trouble with was the one you fight up on the the mountain when uh, cecil becomes a, a paladin and then as you're leaving the bridge, he like attacks you from behind. Oh, the he, first, uh, the first, is it the first fiend? I know he's yeah, one yeah, of the fiends. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to kill me a lot when I was a kid too. And like, it's stupid to sit here and complain that a video game kills you because that's what it should be doing. But it's still frustrating when you have to like replay all these fucking parts. And like you said, Dan, like sometimes you don't know a boss fight's coming. So you skip a save point because maybe you just, you know, you're like, ah, I'll be fine. Like, I've already been through all this. And then all of a sudden this fucking boss jumps you yeah. and you're not ready to fight him. You're not charged. You're completely out of gas. He just wastes you in a minute. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I'm just getting angry again. Um, okay, well, uh, I, I'm running out of stuff to say. What else, what else do you guys, do you guys have any uh, other thoughts about love or hate of this game? As much as I like the, the, the linear thing there, there was nothing more annoying than spending all this time leveling up a character and then you just lost them. That's fair, you know. And it's like when you're replaying, it's great because, you know, you know they're coming up or not, but you yeah. love the character. But that first time, like, uh, Rydia, I loved Rydia the first time I played it. And then she goes overboard. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, you're right. For anyone that, like, if Final Fantasy VII was your first Final Fantasy and you were shocked when you lost Ares or Aerith or whatever you want to call her, Final Fantasy IV, you lose half a dozen people probably throughout the game, like seven or eight. And most of the time, it's completely... you Until you've played it, you don't know it's... Because now that you've played it, you're like, well, I'm going to go in and unequip all their armor now because I know that they're about to fucking... Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm going to sell all this yeah. shit. You don't need this anymore. But you're right, yeah. When you would grind and level someone up and then lose them, that would fucking... That was frustrating, man. Especially in some places where um, it's like at the beginning of like an area where you know you have a long way to go and you're yeah. your short short man yeah yeah or like when you first get pal impairment it's just you and a dark knight cecil and you have like they're both low level and yeah you have to go to this like up this mountain so you have to sit there and grind it out just to get to a comfortable level right and basically you you use them to get through the mountain and then they turn into rocks and you lose them yeah. like right afterwards yeah, yeah for, for characters that aren't around very often they had a whole lot of character i always think I, that they're in the game a lot more than they actually are yeah i agree with that this game's got a huge fucking party and yeah they you, you lose so many i can't think of another game at least, certainly, like at least not that I, I've played in the Final Fantasy series, where you're this constantly just losing party members without any notice at all. It's like Ares, but fucking over and over and over. And I'm surprised no one talks about that because everyone talks about Ares and what a great. And granted, like that was that's one of the most iconic moments in video games histories, right? When Sephiroth kills her, but like that happened half a dozen times in this game, and nobody fucking talked about it. Well, it's Hell, yeah. back at the end, right? Like maybe that's what it is, yeah. and that's such a, a stupid thing. Like leave them dead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You lose Kane like four times. You think he would get used to it at some point, but every time that he left again and yeah, you know, that shows up to that Kane come to me and Kane's like okie dokie. Yeah, yeah. So because Kane's like brainwashed, he keeps joining the bad guys, and I like Kane too. And when he's in your party, he's a badass man. Yeah. Like he's like the dragoon with the jump is yeah. fucking handy. But it was so frustrating to just be like, oh fuck, Kane screwed us again. Like he's just a, like it's like at this point, who's more at fault, Kane or the rest of the party for just being like, oh, he won't be bad again? Of course he fucking. Will. Well, he's Kane. Um, okay, well, uh, we're going to wrap this thing up because we need to get another one done and then we got some stuff to do tonight. So, you guys, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you each rate Final Fantasy 2? Not 4. Fuck you. 2. <laughs> out of 10? Uh, I'd probably give it a 9 out of 10. Like, I yeah. love the game. I like. I don't think I can give any game a 10 out of 10 in a way, but if it was just for pure nostalgia, I would give it a 10 out of 10. But overall, like, the music's great. It introduced so many great concepts that we're used to and so many... Mm -hmm. RPGs these days like it's one of my favorite games of all time and will be so okay yeah I I, I can't disassociate this game with my childhood so yeah, yeah it, it's a nine item I can't look back at it and not remember everything about that agreed and, so 
Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's nine, nine, easy. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go nine and a half. The only reason I won't give it a ten is because nothing get gets a ten again. Um, but yeah, I agree with you guys. Like it, it's. <laughs> like admittedly like this game reminds me of hanging out with you two in your basements playing this fucking game playing this game at home like that red just like it's it's such a simple cover that red label with Final Fantasy 2 on it that I've just it, like I'm so mesmerized by it everything about this game just yeah it's perfect well, and and it's something we don't get anymore is because there's no voice acting you can change the names of the characters yeah everybody changes it to their friends yeah of course you go to school like yeah I made you Kane yeah yeah and then later in the game, you find out like, oh, hey, you died, man. Yeah, you you died fast. Uh, You're a jerk. You yeah. betrayed me. <laughs> yeah. The least popular guy in the group is always Edward. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was my brother. <laughs> but no, it's perfect. And I mean, in, like, if you've never played it, it's on everything. Play it. Play all the Super Nintendo RPGs because they're all incredible. But for my money, like, I think I give Earthbound the nod as my favorite Super Nintendo RPG, I think. But this one is like, it's 1B to it's 1A. Like, it just is... This game is immaculate, so um, I'm going to queue up some more of the great music from it. You guys, thanks for doing this, and you guys go play some Final Fantasy 2 because it's awesome. And fuck Edward. That's going to do it for this week's episode, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Rob and Dan, thank you so much for doing the podcast with me. Uh, you guys, again, I hope the sound quality was there all week. I'm kind of working with a few uh, special circumstances, but I hope you enjoyed it. Patreon supporters, make sure you get your bonus episode that released on Monday. And if you're listening to this and you're interested in getting involved in the Patreon to get the bonus episodes and all that stuff, uh, patreon.com slash remember the game. Our deadline is, is July 31st if you want to get entered into our draw uh, for the Sega Genesis Classic. So don't sleep on it. Just go over there. It's two bucks a month. It's fucking nothing. It's like a cup of coffee. And if you go to Starbucks, it's not even a cup of coffee. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us. We follow everybody back, or we try to. Uh, we're at Member the Game, just like Remember, but with LDRE at the front. So at Member the Game. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash remember the game and youtube.com slash remember the game. I always try to follow back. I love interacting. And if you guys had fun with the show today, please leave me a good review. I don't know what it accomplishes on iTunes and stuff, but I know I'm supposed to ask for it. So with that said, thanks so much for listening, you guys. I'll be back next week with episode 57 of Remember the Game. And in the meantime, go play some video games. Be safe. Have fun. Enjoy your summer. And I will talk to you in a few days. Take it easy. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>